Welcome to Mic Drop Events, where we help you create events that people love. We believe that boring is brutal, quality is crucial, and remarkable events will take your business to the next level. Well, Nina, so excited to have you as a guest on Mic Drop Events. And before we get started talking all things events, um, this is the icebreaker question for you. So for anyone watching or listening, one of our favorite icebreakers, and this is for you, Nina, because you don't even know what's about to come. Um, but one of our favorite icebreakers is one that we call emoji battle. It's where we put two different emojis on screen and we let people choose. Hey, it, like sometimes we put up hot dogs versus hamburgers or tacos versus pizza. So my one for you, imagine that you've got two different emojis on the screen. Would it be music or would it be movies? Which one would you choose? Uh, music. Why? 11 times out of 10. Okay. Well, actually, so growing up, interestingly enough, I didn't have um, TV or internet or, I mean, I, I grew up in kind of a remote place. And so I didn't have any of that type of like creative stimulation. However, I came from okay. a very musical family. Um, my brother is actually a professional pianist um, and a, a, a studio, you know, session musician and I was in these choral groups going up I sang at Symphony Hall like so music is very very near and dear to my heart even now um, even though obviously I don't do anything <laughs> that robust outside of karaoke these days but yeah music <laughs> all, music 11 times out of 10 I'm going with music over TV or movies yes well and now it begs the question uh, if you had to choose a song to sing karaoke to like right now what would it be Mm. I might have to go a little Mariah Carey. I feel like it's a crowd pleaser. Even if you're not like nailing every note, it just, you want to pick songs that lends itself well to audience participation. So I, I'd have to go an MC song, I think. Yes, Mariah Carey. Well, uh, my sister's um, go-to as a side note is not Mariah Carey, but you made me think of it. Uh, do you remember the movie Mulan, like the original movie? And I never saw it, but I, I know no. certainly of, I'm not, I tell you, I'm not really like a TV okay. movie kind of gal, but yes, That's I do know of music. Mulan. <laughs> I know <laughs> of her. Yes. That's why you chose music. Right. Well, uh, hers is, uh, the song from Mulan when it's, uh, I'll make a man out of you when it, they're like going through like training and stuff like that. And you, sp you said it's kind of a crowd pleaser, which my sister swears by it because she said, no matter who, where you are, you get at least like 90% of the crowd singing that song. <laughs> Long, so I love that we're kindred spirits. She and I, we have the same philosophy. That's really yes, here. yes, a hundred percent. Some people go for like the no, this is like my song. Some people go for like no, this is the crowd song. Yeah, which yeah, yeah. I'm always in service of the crowd. I'm like a true hospitality person. I'm like, I am here to serve you and your needs and desires. And that's a perfect segue into now we get to talk about things, hospitality and events. So yeah. Um, for those of you listening, watching this video, if you're uh, new to Nina, I'll, I'll give her like her bio at the end, but um, she is, you're the director of event and experiences, correct to Alice? Yep. Yes. Awesome. And um, when Nina and I were talking before the podcast recording, before this video and this podcast, we we're like, well, what could we talk about um, all things events? And one of the things that you uh, said that you guys have been doing at Alice specifically for uh, generating new leads, even for your company, is you have uh, helped Alice realize, hey, there's three categories of events that you have identified that work really well for getting uh, new clients. So what what three types of events do you oversee for the event experiences at Alice? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, it might be helpful if I kind of 
share the origin story too, because while this is how we've ended up finding our secret sauce of Event Blend, it may not be for everybody. I think context is king or queen in this scenario. Um, <laughs> so, so when I joined up Alice uh, just about three years ago, we uh, were pre-series A, so obviously very early staged. Uh, we had really no foundational demand channel stood up at that point in time. Um, again, hopefully what I'm sharing, people can be like, ah, yes, been there, <laughs> or I'm currently within it, right? And so, you know, my charter when I first joined the team to lead the demand gen efforts was really figuring out what are those big bets, right? Where do we want to figure out where our active audience uh, lives every day and how do we want to create experiences within those preferred channels that are really going to resonate with them? And so, of course, you know, we, we stood up everything from site to SEO to paid acquisition to events to content and kind of everything in between. And really early on, we realized that events was one of the premier channels or premier avenues in which we could create this really personal connection with our audience and, um, you know, delivering those personal moments of kind of surprise and delight and an unexpected, unexpected experience is really a cornerstone of our brand strategy. So that was really important to kind of marry those two things authentically. And so as we realized that events was really mission critical to our go-to-market strategy, over that time, I've since specialized my own focus and my team's focus to be exclusively on our hosted event strategy and our sponsored event strategy. So to kind of address your first question there, Sean, when we think about what are those three different buckets, um, well, we think about them actually almost in a funnels application. And so the first type of experience is really generating moments in which our target audience, whether those be prospective clients, clients, existing logos, we really want to give them an opportunity to meet Alice. And meet Alice is really that top of funnel brand awareness, you know, positive brand recall experience that we want to deliver. Um, and that's very much a not just a lead acquisition play, of course, right? Your expectation is that you'll get to uh, drum up a lot of conversation and, you know, ideally transition those at-bats or those relationships over to your sales counterparts. Um, but really that's that's a big brand awareness play. Um, and when I think about over the course of the year, how many experiences we either host or sponsor, that makes up maybe about 40 to 50% of that overall mix. And then ideally once, oh, do you have a question or you want me to keep going? Well, well, I love a couple of the things that you said, like uh, before you get into like explaining a little bit deeper, one of the things that you said is like, how do we create these experiences for our customers? And then one thing that you said really stuck out to me, it's unexpected experiences is part of your brand strategy. Now, did you just come up with it on the spot or did you already, did you like, have you guys discussed this at length? <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's a personal philosophy of mine, right? I think in order to be truly differentiate your brand and your product, right, especially now that the market is so saturated, we're in the, the MarTech space. So what was once the MarTech 7,000 is now the 9,000, soon to be 11,000, right? Mm. The really, the only thing at the end of the day, the biggest competitive moat you can put around your company is your brand and the way in which you cultivate and deliver a memorable brand is through unexpected experiences. And and I like to use this term, you and I have chatted about this briefly, but pattern disruptors. Um, mm. And so I think events is one of the best ways in which you can deliver a pattern disruptor for your audience. And what I mean by a pattern disruptor is something unexpected. It's something that truly makes them stop in their tracks and reread that email or re, you know, download that piece of content or whatever the end outcome is that you want to kind of optimize the experience for like it's making it so good it is so eye-catching it is so like stop me in my tracks worthy that it makes me want to lean in um and you know i i was actually having a conversation with somebody recently and he really kind of astutely talked about you know 
I think there's this misconception right now in selling and marketing and servicing that your audience is too busy. They're too busy to download your white paper. They're too busy to register for your event. They're not too busy. You're not just, you're just not providing a value additive enough experience for them to take the time to want to lean in and engage. And so I think, again, when we think about the beauty and the power, but then the double-edged sword of events, right? As people are really like dialing up their, their virtual event strategies or volumes right now, the only way you're going to be competitive is if you're able to deliver that differentiated, unexpected experience for your audience member, whether it's pre-event, during event, or post-event, ideally in all three places. Well, and I think that that's interesting what you said too about, um, because yes, you're right. Like we talked about pattern disruptors and that being super important. And if you think about it, like, let's say you're a company and you're selling, uh, I don't know, plumbing tools, right? And you create this conference for plumbers to come to Well, all of a sudden your event in of itself is a pattern disruptor. And then if you can, so now that, now that that's a pattern disruptor and you're doing it for the very first time, they've never been to before, but they're coming, they're getting outside of their comfort zone because they're leaving their home. They might be traveling to your event or maybe they're logging in. They've never experienced something like that before. It's something out of the ordinary. So it's a pattern mm -hmm. disruptor of their day. So if you can do that, then great. And then uh, the interesting thing about what we were talking about specifically is then if you can even create a pattern disruptor within the event. So something I love, again, like you you and I are almost like kindred spirits, like you said, you and my sister, because <laughs> sur surprise and delight, that's a common language that I've been talking about for five or six years now, ever since I joined Elevate full time. And I think that's really important as a, as a pattern disruptor for the events industry. So if yeah. someone is listening to this and they are an executive assistant to the CEO and they're doing an event for their uh, for their team members, or if they are um, doing it for their clients, finding some way to even then disrupt the pattern of, oh, this is a conference and they're e expecting this, this, this followed by this. Mm -hmm. What is something like unique and different? And again, I, th I think it's interesting um, to go back to, I love how you have it broken down by the funnel of, hey, this is how we meet Alice. And then you go a little bit deeper and then you go a little bit deeper and even thinking about, okay, how do we disrupt the pattern here? How do we disrupt the pattern mm -hmm. here? So um, if so, going, going back to what you were talking about, you've got like, now they've met Alice mm -hmm. at the classic trade show, um, I think is one of the examples that you gave me um, the last time we spoke about this. Uh, so what would, that's like one bucket. What's then like yep. a next step that you guys do with uh, yeah. event experiences? So the, the next kind of logical step um, is once they've met Alice, we want them to experience Alice. And this is like one of my most favorite buckets of all three. If I had to choose what my favorite child is, it's the experience Alice. And um, we, I have the good fortune of working for a piece of technology that I myself get to use in my everyday marketing life to drive better outcomes and experiences. So I'm very lucky, very biased. However, what that exactly means, and for folks who are unfamiliar with Alice, and this isn't a pitch, but it helps provide context, I think. Um, is we provide hyper-personal one-to-one gifting. Um, so if there is a prospect, a customer, a partner that you want to get closer to or you really want to create more of an emotional resonance with, gifting is one of the best ways to do that. We do it in our personal life all the time, and it's about time that we transcend that into the business world and kind of show people just how meaningful the relationship is to you. So. When I talk about experiencing Alice, this is really thinking about how can we show and not tell the power of our platform? How can we like pull 
pull an Oprah moment and give everybody a gift, right? Allow everybody to really experience the novelty um, and the pattern disruptor that a gift can provide, especially within an event experience. And we think about where the communities that our you know, ideal customers live within, where are the events that they congregate in, where are the, the networks that they seek advice or resources from, and then how do we strategically place a gift in those various uh, areas, almost like a little Easter egg, right? That they can then come in, experience Alice. And then ideally, it kind of brings me to my third bucket, which is getting to know Alice. And know Alice is when it gets very uh, product specific. So when we think about meeting Alice and experiencing Alice, Alice is like more the vehicle for our brand. When you get down to knowing Alice, this is like where we want to take the main stage and actually start talking about our product and our platform and the value it can bring and the results you can see. But it's, uh, it's, unfair truthfully to ask a prospect to jump all the way to the end of the story without having them read any of those prior chapters. So that's the journey in which we try to encourage folks to come along with us. Um, and then depending upon where they might get be getting stuck in that funnel, then we have kind of supplemental experiences and channels that we that we use to kind of get those intense signals farther up. Well, and I love the simplicity just for anyone who has like an interest in marketing or using events for marketing, or this is really just a great marketing tool in its own of what you said. So like, number one is how do you meet Alice? That's what you guys uh, do. Then how do you experience Alice and then get to know Alice is the third one. And so just that in of itself is a whole separate like side conversation that we could go into. Um, which I, I've got, I've got a little bit for you on top of that because my team, I think we were almost thinking along the same lines as you guys, but we started to think about, okay, when they meet elevate, for example, so we plugged our name in there. Um, we thought about, okay, discoverability is like the word, like, how are they going to discover us, which is they're meeting you and how are they like finding you kind of thing. And then the second step, like you said, is, um, getting, is experiencing it. And we wrote down the word of credibility. That's what we want when they when they experience elevate, when they experience a YouTube video or something like that. But that's a that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, <laughs> I but couldn't let yeah. that escape because it's so fun to talk about. Well, it's true, and I think you know there there's this beauty and simplicity and trust me, I am like the guiltiest culprit in our team to over-engineer and over, you know, complicate things. But at the end of the day, it is actually a the, the simpler that journey you can be, the more discoverable, mm. uh, the more credible, logical, right? You can make that journey for your prospect or your customer, the better results you're going to see. Like that's just, that's math. That's just logic, mm. right? Um, so I'd say that's one of my biggest like self-taught lessons in my career is like, keep it simple. Uh, you'll be a lot happier with the experience you can provide for your audience. That's awesome. Well, um, I think it's super cool because you you've you have gifted me with a gift from Alice, and we were just talking about it right before we went live. So I'm getting to experience being on the receiving end of what you do, and I think that what you guys do pairs really well organically with events in general, which is mm -hmm. just gifting. Because a lot of times you'll go to a conference, like I was just in uh, New York last week with a group of um, Chick-fil-A operators because Chick-fil-A has been a client of ours for a number of years. And sometimes when we go to things like that, like let's say you go to a, a hotel someplace in order to meet for a couple of days, a lot of times uh, someone who's, if they're planning it and they're really thinking for someone, they might arrange to have a gift left in the hotel room mm -hmm. or a gift at registration. And so I think what you guys do of the easeability and the the personnel, because I think what a lot of people are trying to do is they're trying to uh, make it really uh, personal to an individual versus personal to a group mm -hmm. because, and it's harder to do. 
So with Alice, how do you guys, um, this is me like putting a little, like throwing a softball up for you. So how do you, how do you make it easy for a group to like scale those personal gifts? Yeah. Well, I think that there's two ways to think about it. One I'll talk about um, if you actually took advantage of our technology and then I'll talk about if you don't, right? Because the majority of folks don't, but there's still ways to achieve what you're talking about. So if you happen to be utilizing our product, um, one of my personal favorite features of the platform is you ultimately, yes, while you, you know, I might say, hey, Sean, I, I did some recon and I realized you might really love baseball. And for that reason, I'd love to gift you this piece of memorabilia or jersey or whatever it might be. Well, the beauty with Alice is you can actually say, well, thanks, Nina, that is really perceptive. However, I might already have that or I might not need that at this time, but there's something else I would prefer better. Well, you can go into the marketplace and ultimately choose whatever gift you'd like. And that power of choice, like whether it's in gifting or it's in anything, like that is truly going to be the standout differentiator between what you're serving up and what your competitor is serving up. And I mean that even in like, you have a chat bot on site, it's like, give them options, right? Don't go in for the jugular and be like, would you like a demo of our product? Well, no, give them a variety of choice. Seek to understand, you know, what they're craving, what they'd like next, and then offer that up to them. So that's like, uh, you know, we talk about the softball, that's the softball. If you get to use Alice and you get to take advantage of that power of choice. However, when I think about folks who don't utilize a piece of technology to help scale some of these efforts, I think there's still a lot of potential for people to think about how can gifts thematically tie in with the overall experience that I'm creating. And so whether you are, and this is a good example, I just did a gift campaign for a partner of ours. They were getting uh, 100 CMOs together um, at the Ritz-Carlton Resort and Spa um, in some destination city. And so yes, while not every 100 attendee had like a hyper-personalized gift to them, the gift options were all health and wellness inspired. And so the recipient could really see themselves in that experience and be like, oh, wow, this is so cool. I can choose a yoga mat or I can choose a, um, you know, like a muscle relaxing roller, whatever it might be. But at the end of the day, the event hosts, they didn't go through and have to think about what, I wonder what each 100 individual people would like. Instead, they chose five or six gifts that thematically complemented that event experience. And at the end of the day, that's just as powerful as something that's really one-to-one. -one. So that's how I kind of think about how you can balance those two worlds, depending upon the type of technology or automation you may or may not have at your fingertips. That's really cool. That's really cool. And it makes me think about two different things. So like the, going back to the example last week, so Billy and myself, we were in New York with this group. And uh, so if you have access to something like this, you can use it as a follow-up tool, right? So after the event, if you're putting this on for someone, you can follow up with them and send them a link and say, Hey, based upon this. So the event was, uh, it was called Tranquilo which is the Spanish word for tranquil, peaceful. And the whole theme was about basically getting like headspace and kind of mm -hmm. clearing out and refreshing and taking a deep breath. And so what to what you're saying, you can afterwards follow up and say, hey, here's a choice of options that relates to the theme of the event. So mm -hmm. that's, that's a really cool asset for it. And then the other thing that I was thinking about too is um, our founder president, Billy was with a group at a pharmaceutical convention in Las Vegas a couple weeks ago. And so what you're talking about also is may maybe the, the previous example that I gave is like, they've already been to your event and you're following up with them. And then what, what this would happen is if they come to your booth 
and they want to, and they experience something or they hear something and you get their contact information, you can gift them something as a token of goodwill, an establishment. Mm-hmm. You could, you could even use it to not, not bribe them. Bribes them is the, kind of the wrong word, but incentivize them. We'll say to meet with you afterwards, right? You can just say, Hey, if you, if you meet with me, I'll send you a gift like that kind of thing. So are those That's a totally couple right. of the practical ways that people are using what you guys do? A hundred percent. And I think about even more so in that latter example you talk about, like gifting is a really great w- way to drive in event engagement. And so it's not even having to wait for the pull through after the fact, but instead thinking about how can I utilize gifting as a way to get people to my booth, to take some sort of action inside of my booth. Uh, for instance, in the early days of Alice, when we were balling on a budget, so to speak, uh, we didn't have a ton of money to, to um, throw around for these large trade show activations. Well, what we had done is our, our, our I was going to say our mascot, our logo, I guess it's a mascot, is a hummingbird. And so my teammates and I, we hand folded hundreds of origami hummingbirds in all different colors. They were really, really beautiful. Um, and I mean, it caught, what does it cost? Like 50 bucks to buy, you know, thousands of sheets of origami paper. So pretty, you know, capital, low capital intensive. And so we ended up stringing them together on fishing wire and then we hung them around our booth. And so one, that's really eye catching, right? Talk about a pattern disruptor. You're walking down the sea of trade booths and it's just like, you know, stall after stall of the the same type of visual identifier. And then you come to Alice's booth and you see all these birds everywhere. And you're like, well, what are, what are these folks all about? And then you step into the booth and the activation we had in place was um, every colored bird had a different valued gift assigned to it. So some were $5, some were maybe $50 and everything in between. And that was really fun because people felt like they are, they're almost like a carnival, right? They got to be a part of an experience. They weren't being like talked at or pitched to. Instead, we were inviting them in to participate in something with us. And then after the event, of course, we sent all the $5 or excuse me, the yellow birds, their $5 gifts and the purple birds, something else. But the reason that I share that example is one, I think there's kind of this misconception with gifting that you, the more valuable the gift, like the bit, the better impression it will leave. Well, that's actually far from the truth. It's the perceived value of the gift. That's really going to be the sticky factor or be the, the wow moment, right. For the person to really remember that interaction. And so at the end of the day, it wasn't so much the $5 gift card versus the $25 gift card. It was just that they were able, you were able to kind of establish some reciprocity with that person in the moment. And that was what delivers the results. And, and I think that that's something powerful. What you said too, is, uh, the invitation to br- like bring them in and let them participate. Because if I had to write like a memoir about my personal life, it would probably be called like the power of an invitation because it is, it is so important to remember that, Hey, rather than like stand there and talk to them about like how their life could be better. Like that is a pattern disruptor inviting them in. I I got to go to South by Southwest a couple of years ago before the pandemic struck. And it was really fun being able to go to different people's experiences around the city of Austin, Texas, and, and see what different groups are doing. And then Mm -hmm. even with some of our own clients, for example, we like to design the space that invites them in. And then there's different ways that they can do things that relate to the brand so that they can do exactly what you're talking about. So um, if they're a fast food or a quick serve type restaurant, how can they sample the food and then do something experientially that is really fun. And then um, what we do as well is, uh, is 
literally verbally inviting people in. So having a person on the microphone, drawing people in, and then a person on the microphone to lead the experience and to say, hey, here's what we're doing. And that invitation to bring them in and then someone to like lead the whole thing. Because when you invite someone in, like if I invite someone in for my wife and I, they want to know like, okay, well, do I take my shoes off here? Yeah. Like if they just want to know like what is expected of them. And so yeah, you need you a tour invite... guide. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yep. You need you need a tour guide. You need like the teacher at the front of the class that's telling you like, hey, here's what we're going to do and when we're going to do it, that kind of thing. Yep. Because if I'm walking up to a booth of origami, I'm going to think, oh, cool. I get to fold some origami, but that might not be exactly what you guys had planned. So I just need to know. It, so I don't feel like an idiot, basically. <laughs> That's exactly right. And I think, yeah, a lot of there, now we're getting into like a whole other thing. But when you think about how do you get the most out of your event experiences? Well, it, it's a team sport, right? Like I singularly can't pull these things off, nor should I, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like enabling your team to make sure they know what the activation is, what the ask is, how to correctly talk to that, right? Like it's, there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes, like anything great. You see a, a flawlessly executed event and you're like, that looks so easy. That looks so natural or so comfortable. And it's like, well, it actually takes a lot. There's like an iceberg. There's a lot going on under the surface. And one of the biggest things there is in my particular case is that sales enablement, but it, I'm sure it is for many others, just overall team enablement when it comes to really, uh, you know, bringing any type of marketing campaign to life. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, it definitely takes a team effort, which is why I think it's really important to learn more about uh, groups like what you guys do, which helps with specifically just the gifting because that I, I my wife used to work for a woman. Um, this was a couple of years ago, probably like seven years ago now. And she had an entire room in her house dedicated to gift giving. Like it can be a full time. Yeah. Like it was, it was, it was kind of intense. It was awesome. Like she would, she would find something on Amazon and order like a hundred of them and then just like give them out throughout the year. Was it, was, it Mrs. Claus? I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this person? And my, and my wife was kind of an elf in the workshop helping her do that. Yes. So uh, we'll just call her Mrs. Claus, but it's, <laughs> <laughs> she was an incredibly generous person, but like that, and and even at events, I'm sure that people can relate to this. Sometimes at events, you have an entire like call it the war room, right? Where at certain points, like there's just gifts everywhere. There's bags, yeah. and you've got the tissue paper, and you got to stuff it, that kind of thing. And so, gift giving is a, it takes a lot of effort to do it and do it well, so that people say, "Wow." I really felt thought for, which is why I think it's great to learn about companies like what you guys do, which is helping systematize it and making it scalable. Well, Nina, this has been such a pleasure. Um, it, the, the name of the podcast, the show is called Mic Drop Events. Do you have like a mic drop thought or a comment that you can leave us with? And then uh, I'll uh, close us out. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, we've talked about this, so I, I don't mean to be redundant, but I really think it is like the strongest ingredient in our soup that we're cooking up at Alice. But it's think about your pattern disruptors. Think about them pre-event, during event, post-event. They can be as small as... Uh, all right, I'm setting up my my confirmation email. Somebody registers my event. Of course, the system has to kick them out a, a you know a confirmation. Include a video from the host or the keynote speaker or your CEO. Right, it is a very small gesture that goes a really long way because people are not expecting that. They're expecting an email that has the date, the time, and the link to log in. They are not expecting a personal video from somebody attached to the experience. So I really encourage everybody to think about big or small. Where are all those areas you? Can drive a pattern disruptor and i guarantee you'll
you'll be really pleased by the response that you see. I, I love that a hundred percent. Yes. And amen. The pre-event post-event during event. That is, that is something I, I love that you guys do that. And we do that as well, because whenever we think about the actual event experience, it's more from the, Hey, what are people doing at this time? And Alice, you guys can help think, well, what are people receiving at this time as a pattern disruptor? And how can you even disrupt their patterns after they leave the event, which is important mm -hmm. as well. So the, the pre-event, post-event and during event, I think is, is really important to think about. Well, Nina, this has been so fun. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been an absolute joy. If you're, if you're wondering, okay, I, now I want to know a little bit more about Nina. Here's a little bit more about her. So um, for, if you go to her LinkedIn, you can find her on LinkedIn, uh, experienced director with a demonstrated history of working in the event, uh, event and hospitality industry and specifically startups. Uh, you mentioned, um, earlier that you were kind of in the startup world and you've been now with Alice for, uh, two going on, uh, almost three years, right? Yep. Almost three years, almost three years. So, um, if you want to learn more about Alice, um, I'm going to put a link. You can uh, grab the link in the description of this video, or you can grab the link in the description of the podcast show, either on Spotify or um, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, I think is what it's called now. I should know that by now. <laughs> well, um, everyone who's listening, watching this, thank you so much for tuning into Mic Drop Events. This has been so fun. And uh, please be sure to uh, click on that link, learn a little bit more about Alice, which this is not official from their website, but here's what I gather what they do. So Nina, you can jump in and correct me, but um, they help you create unique, unique gift experiences so that you can uh, grow your business. And uh, so Nina's nodding in the background. You can't see her, but I can see her. So um, uh, thank you so much again, Nina, for everyone who's listening, watching this. We'd be honored if you like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us on Spotify and iTunes and leave us a rating there. Thanks so much, everyone. And remember to make it uh, create events that people love. We'll see you later. Thanks, Sean.